0: Take a coffee break with Hamilton Law, where we bring a fresh legal approach to assisting and educating you on your legal rights.
1: Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of Coffee Break with Hamilton Law. I'm Ian Hamilton.
0: And I'm Philip Hamilton. Welcome, everyone.
1: What are we talking about today, Philip?
0: Uh, well, we are talking about the exciting topic of uh non disclosure agreements and non competes uh NDAs and non competes and they're actually different so it uh, doesn't
1: sound very exciting
0: well i'm going to try to make it as exciting as it possibly can but you know the the one thing that we you know i i thought about with uh, for this topic was we started talking about this a couple months ago when tiger woods was in the news for mm-hmm. uh his uh situation with his I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend, but they were going through. And again, I don't want to be a source of, of gossip or anything like that. But what, what happened is that they were uh, in a relationship uh, and uh, apparently uh, he decided that he wanted to end the relationship. But part of the, the issue was that he she uh, his, his his former girlfriend or whatever she was uh, used to work at one of his restaurants or some business that he had a uh Connection with and he and she had had actually signed an NDA, so that issue uh, reared its head uh, during the, the the process as to what she could disclose or what she couldn't disclose or whether or not the the non disclosure agreement in and of itself was actually valid and could be upheld. You know, by a court and would a court recognize that NDA? Uh, there are sometimes some some limits to NDAs and and, and non competes. Um, and, and there are circumstances when um, uh, they'll they'll be upheld, and there are circumstances when they they won't be. And you know, typically, you know, the the general idea is that you know parties to a contract can agree on pretty much everything they want or anything they want, yeah. as long as it doesn't violate some type of. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, strong public policy reason or some type of, uh, you know, a strict First Amendment right or something. Um, mm-hmm. But typically, if, if parties agree that they're not going to disclose something, they're not going to say something, they're not going to do something, uh, the court will allow it as long as it's not in conflict with some other type of law or some other type of, you know, kind of fundamental right. Even if it is, you know, free speech in many ways, uh, if you agree not to say something, you should be held to that agreement. But, Okay, um,
1: wait, before you go on, let's just go yeah. back to your example. Yeah. Why would Tiger Woods want a girlfriend to sign an NDA? What does he have to hide? I don't understand.
0: <laughs> and well, why you must would have forgot about her... Tiger Woods' past. And why something? would
1: he want her to sign something like that? Why do people want people to sign that? I guess I've heard that like if you go party with Beyonce or do any, you know, fun events with celebrities, they make you sign an NDA, but why do they do that?
0: Yeah, just, you know, really, it, when it comes down to it, so that people can let their hair down in some ways, right? And people yeah. can relax without having to feel like, you know, if I say something or I do something or I'm just, you know, having a good time that someone's going to record me or someone is going mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, secretly maybe even, uh, and, and then try to do something to harm my reputation or harm my image, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people make a- agreements for good reasons and bad reasons. Uh, all the time and it, you can't necessarily imply uh, that just because someone asks you to sign an NDA for example in a celebrity type of context that it's because they're trying to you know hide something nefarious or something uh, that's untoward or anything like that and it's just really sometimes just to protect you know your 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 reputation or sometimes to protect and your image uh, from being you know uh, defamed because there are a lot of people out there who will try to take advantage of a, of a situation like that and not speaking on any particular situation I'm not certainly speaking on uh, anything that I don't you know have firsthand knowledge of uh but but generally speaking that's why you know people have those NDAs um a lot of times you know it, it, more so than that the the you know celebrity context is where we deal with a lot of times is like your your employment situation right so a lot of times you'll have uh confidential information, or proprietary information that's owned by your business that you don't want and, and it, it would be a great harm to your business for example like
1: what like what
0: uh well like a customer list for example or maybe not just a general customer list not just something that you, anyone can get from Google but you know let's say you're in a you're in a particular niche type of industry let's say you're you're you you have a special kind of widget you know that that only uh, can be used by a, a certain you know sector and you have a very good and strong of uh, you know, footprint and a very good brand in that particular industry and in that niche, then you're trying to protect your your close client contacts, right? And let's say mm-hmm. you may have, let's say, three or five hundred, you know, uh, three to five hundred, you know, close contacts in that industry, but that's the world, right? And and they made big purchases and that's the that's the industry, right? I mean, um, uh, and out of that, let's say three to five hundred people, you know, a hundred of those are your clients. Well, you know, you're going to hold that pretty tightly. You're not going to want um, you're not going to want uh, that information to get out there in the public or out there for your competitors to know how they can you know bid against you or how they can use and, and solicit, uh, you know, uh, clients that, you know, you may have maybe had for a very long time uh, because an employee joined, uh, you know, whether or not that employee is, you know, a uh, uh, no matter what level they're at, or, you know whether or not they're they're very high up in the company or where might they may just be, you know, starting out a, a you know a lower position. But nevertheless, you still want to protect your information the same way. So NDAs are not just useful by, uh, you know, multi-million dollar companies or uh, multi-millionaires. Um, it, it's used. It can be used for mom and pop shops. You know, if you got, you know, 10, 15 employees, five employees, anything like that. Um, even less. Uh, let's say you're going to buy a business, right? I mean, maybe or you're going to sell your business, for example. You want to get an NDA just so that, you know, you're going to have to give uh, that buying business uh, or that, that potential, you know, buyer, you know, some information about your company, your sales information, your... your just your... to
1: even have them look yeah. at that before they make an offer. You're going to get...
0: Right. They they have to do their due diligence. Right. And you have to give them an opportunity to do that. And if so you may have to share some information that you might not normally share um, and you'll want to be protected from that. So it's pretty important to have, you know, your NDAs in process and they don't need to be super complicated. They can be anywhere from I've seen NDAs as short as one page, as as long as 10. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really varies as to the need.
1: Is an NDA the same thing as a non-compete or is that? No, and they, they go together
0: or. They, yeah, they can go together. Right. I mean, so you can have one document that is a confidential, you know, like a confidentiality agreement that it really addresses, not just the disclosure of confidential information or proprietary business information, uh, but it could also include a non-compete in it as well, uh, in and of itself as well, but you can have a, a non-compete that is separate and they really are separate aspects of uh, the, 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 um, the process. So like a, a non-compete, for example, says that uh, you're not allowed to compete with my business for some duration and maybe for some type of g- geographic limitation, right? So a lot for a period of time.
1: Yeah, for a period of time. Right?
0: Yeah, for a period of time, right? It's usually not, you're not going to have a, you know, non-compete for life. I mean, the the, the idea with a non-compete is that For example, you would have a employee that's departing and maybe that employee is departing on good terms and favorable terms. And maybe you're even paying out some type of severance package or or separate, you know, separation package um, to that particular employee. But you want to have some safeguards that that employee isn't just going to, you know, go ahead and, and start a new business because they have, you know, access to or at least had, you know, built up some access to, the way you do business which uh might be confidential and then use it against you um even if it wasn't or maybe it's just you know kind of um it might not even be that specific but you just wouldn't want that person competing with you because you know that would that would take away from your market share so in a lot of times you would have a non compete but again the the shorter the the time period and the, uh, the less restrictive it is, the the more likely that a court is going to uphold it, right? So if you have a, you know, you can have, I've seen nine competes as far as, you know, five years, even up to seven years. But typically they're they're uh, on average about two years long, right? But if you can have it for, let's say, six months or a year is really all you need. Yeah, you know, a court is more likely to uphold a, a, a year long. It just long.
1: needs to be reasonable is what you're saying.
0: Right. Right. I mean, the, the longer in, in time you go, the kind of the unreason, the more unreasonable it, it kind of gets to. Plus, you don't want to. You got to remember we have a policy uh, to not try to alienate or try to cut off someone's livelihood forever. Right. Um, yeah. And so so there's a certain incentive to allow people to get back into the workforce and to at some point in time. That that competitive edge is going to dissipate over time anyway. So, uh, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, they're non-competes, non non-disclosures are two separate things. Uh, both things that you know, if you're running a business uh, or you're going to be coming, in, you're you're joining a business and you're you're presented with an NDA or you're you're offering an NDA or a non-compete it's something that you want to really have looked over by an attorney, um, just even as a as a once over. And maybe there's no negotiating with it, but you might have questions about it. And I definitely encourage, you know, uh, both business clients and, you know, employees that are in that situation to come to my office or reach out to another attorney uh, that we we could recommend for you or or whatnot to have that reviewed and uh, get you on the right path. You know what you're signing, know what you're getting into or know what uh, you need to have drafted to protect your business, your intellectual property, your brand, your company. Um, and to protect, you know, yourself as an employee um, or, or as a uh, independent contractor, even of mm-hmm. uh, a particular company. So, with that said, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, segment of uh, Coffee Break with Hamilton Law. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening in. And Thank that we'll you. See you. next time.
1: Thanks
0: for listening. To learn more, visit HamiltonLawPlc.com.